ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. May we now have our testimony for this morning, and um, Kwame Asai, our brother, would give us his testimony for this morning. Put your hands together for Kwame. Good morning. My name is Nana Kwame Osai. I'm in the Sam Zone. Uh, earlier this week, I was going through a whole lot. I really didn't know what to do. Um, I confided in a brother and uh, a family. And when I spoke to him, I was going through a lot. I didn't really know what to do. I even told him at a point I really wanted to cry because my heart was so heavy that I didn't know what to do. But when I started talking to him, he told me those things are quite normal to come. And then he himself has been through those kind of things before. And so therefore, it is nothing too hard for the Lord. He told me he was in a prayer. That was on Thursday. And so therefore, he was going to uh, pray for me at the war room that the Divine Encounter normally uh, have. He did pray for me. And the next morning, I was so free as if nothing really happened to me. And and I'm I'm, I'm very grateful uh, to be part of such a family. And one more thing that I would like to add to it is uh, earlier, uh, late last year, uh, my job was going through a whole lot of uh, redundancy. They were taking people out. And um, when I was entering, I didn't really want to come for that particular service. I think it was, um, it was one of the services. Bishop was leading us in uh, a powerful prayer. And then immediately when I entered, all he said was, I think we have to pray. We have to pray and ask the Lord for love, that your boss will love you. And then that if there is any other thing that, any, that has to do in relation with you losing your job, it won't happen. And I, I, I felt it was all about me. And God was talking to me that particular Tuesday to come. And when I came, we prayed. And when I, went, when I got to the workplace, redundancy went on all right. But to the glory of God, it didn't affect me. And as I now, I'm still working powerfully. I'm still working. I'm still working. And since I joined this church, I have always confided in people in the church than my own family. And it's, it's something that I should say, if I wasn't part of this family, I, would have, I wouldn't have known what to do. And I thank God, and I thank the church, I thank the choir, I thank Pastor Akins for being there for me all the time. I thank uh, our mother also as well, and Bishop also sharing powerful words with us. And I think anything they say here, 
you should walk in faith, believe it, and it's only your faith that will set you free out of what they say. Amen. Change and makes the triumph.
What a blessing. What a blessing. Clap your hands. Oh, Jesus. Let it be louder. And let's celebrate the choir for a wonderful blessing this morning. What a blessing. a blessing to be here this morning to share the word of God with you. It's a great privilege for me and I want to believe that the time we've spent or we will spend in God's presence will make a big difference to our lives. David said, a day, a day in your court." is better than a thousand in the world. And I want you to have an attitude that every time you are in God's presence, you will leave with something. Don't take it for granted at all. And God will bless you. Amen. I, I believe that the house of God is a very special place. And uh, it deserves the best. Anything you see around that, is, that does not meet your expectation has a reason. Amen. But I am very, I'm, I'm serious for God. I, I'm, I'm, it's not a joke. I'm not, I'm not having um, a party time. Serving God it's a very important privilege for me and for you as well. Amen. So, I just feel I should make a comment to even teach you something. That you can't trivialize the presence of God and the work of God. When you come into a church and you see a sheet of paper or something lying somewhere or something that's not nice, try and make it nice. That's why I'm, I'm happy to see the choir looking nice, very nice, very, it, it's like, it's important. Yeah, it's not only, it's not only Barclays Bank or Stambic or presidential staffers who must look nice. Amen. So, I, I believe that as we build the house of God and as we commit our hearts and minds to the house of God, God will also build that. You see, our lives. He will build our lives because he says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. So, your, your input and your love for, the, for Jerusalem, God's place, God's house, anything you do, sweeping, being the video, playing music, taking a picture, anything, it's a privilege to have anything to do inside these four walls. I tell you, so I pray that God will touch your heart to also join in the great work that cannot, not, nothing in this world can match. Being the president of a country cannot match 
the privilege of serving God. No, 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 no. May the Lord touch your heart to respond to this great invitation. Father, we thank you for the blessing of serving you. Thank you for being in church. It's different from being in school. It's different from being at work. It's different from being at home. It's different from being in town. What a privilege to find ourselves among the numbers who stand before you, who, 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 who minister to you and who are ministered unto from your presence. We pray that you will touch our lives and, 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 and give us great wisdom for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. And you may at this time please be seated. I've been sharing on 25 reasons why you should join to build the mega church. Hallelujah. 25 reasons why you should join to build the mega church. The church of God is very wonderful. Micah chapter 4 and verse 2 says that in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established at the top of the mountain, shall be exalted above the hills, and many nations shall flow into it. The house of the Lord is a mountain. It's a privilege. Listen, please. It's a privilege, one of the great privileges of your life is to be sitting in church. <laughs> Not everybody finds his way or her way to church. You see church buildings everywhere, classrooms, under trees, everywhere. But to find your way into a church is a privilege. Yes, because it is a great blessing. King David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Said our feet shall stand in thy temple, O Jerusalem. It is a blessing. It is a great blessing. And it is even greater for you to have something to do in the church. Either within the four walls of the church or outside the church but it is related to the church in a home cell or in a crusade or i mean it's a privilege to be connected to the church great privilege that's why i'm sharing with you from this book a message i have tailored for you why you should join. Join. Why you should join. The first reason why you should join in building the mega church I gave you the other day and um, is that it is the most appropriate vision for every Christian, every church member to join. There's no vision. When you enter into the house of God, there's no better vision than the vision to help, to lift a speaker, to connect a cable, 
to do some it is it is it is a, it is it's a privilege and there is no better vision because you can be in the church and your vision is to find a husband you can be in the church and your vision is to find a wife or to find a business partner you can be in the church with all kinds of visions because we are a crowd here there's a crowd i mean if i was doing business this church alone will be a very important uh, your friend is saying no uh, avenue to promote my business i mean if i bake bread or i sell biscuits or chaliwate i mean i i, I have already a, a very nice uh, base clientele base <laughs> but we are not in the church to promote our business The primary vision for a Christian in a church, who is in a church, is to join it. Join in the building of that mega church. Join it. The second reason I gave. Is that when you join to build the mega church, it will lead you on a journey. To your own spiritual growth growing up spiritually your personal growing up spiritually it's not automatic as a christian thankfully the spirit is not something you see with your physical eyes that's why many of us are very comfortable but if the lord were to open your eyes to see people spiritually you'll be disgusted what you will see you will see grown ups with gray hairs gray beards who can sit up who have not crossed the milestone of sitting without support you see grown ups who will be on themselves spiritually I'm saying that God hasn't opened your eyes but if you were to open your eyes you will be disgusted by what you see by your own appearance spiritually a 10 year old girl poo-pooing on herself there is such a thing as spiritual growth first Peter 2 2 that ye may grow grow thereby and when you join to build the church, you will grow spiritually. You will grow spiritually. Which, by the way, eventually determines a lot of things about your life. Yeah. Your spiritual growth can determine how your marriage will be. Your spiritual growth can determine whether you will be in jail or not in jail. Your spiritual growth will determine what type, whether you die of HIV or you will not die from HIV. Your spiritual growth can even determine your level of prosperity. Spiritually. What type of man you marry is determined by your spirituality. <laughs> you are going to chase somebody's husband. Or find for yourself a good Christian who has only two shirts. It's better than chasing something that, that doesn't belong to you. Your spirituality determines everything about you. 
your peace of mind will be determined by your spirituality. So it is this spirituality that I'm talking about that is enhanced. It's a journey. And when you join to build the church, you join us, you join the choir. Instrumentalists are having rehearsals. We are, I mean, ushers are working in the church as you are around. I mean, this morning, these two guys who are behind the video cameras would not have been in this service. Chances are they would not have even been in church. This one looks like an arm robber. He may not have even been in church. He's going to do his operation last night and he's sleeping in the morning. Yes. But because he's behind the camera and he's hearing the word of God and it is changing him. It is changing me. It is changing you. Yes, many of you here will know whether you come to church next week or not has nothing to do with the church. You just decide. Some of you are here today because you decided to come to church. If you don't feel like going to church next week, you won't go to church next week. But some people cannot. Even if they don't feel like it, they must be in church. Like this morning, I don't feel like coming to church. Oh yes. My real feeling, let me open up to you, is that I want to sleep. The last place I want to be do, to be is here. But because of what I am doing, I'm forced to be here. And you cannot be around God. Anybody who sells around a public toilet smells like toilets. When your life is around the house of God, the incense, the perfume, the presence of God filters into your life. It filters into your life. I say it again, and I will say it for a long time. It is a privilege for you to be around here. God, a real pastor does not beg people to come to church. You don't want to come to church, you can't go away. You can't go. Wherever you want to go, even if it is hell you want to go, you can't go there. It's a privilege to be in church. The people with, 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 with matured minds... With enlightened souls, they serve God with their lives. They find a reason to connect themselves to the church. You're making me over-preach on a point. Number three, when you serve God, you join to serve the Lord, you, 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 you connect yourself to something with a sure prophetic destiny. The destiny of, this, of the church, Job 8 and verse 7, is that the end is greater I cannot, I can't say that about Barclays Bank. <clears throat> I can't say that. Even in my life, my short, my short life so far, there are Barclays Banks that have been closed down. There was one on this road somewhere. Somewhere it's around here. Closed down. There's an ATM. Thieves have come for it or it has been removed. Yeah. They have, have they not laid down people in Barclays Bank? L- laid off, sorry. I can't guarantee that you will even be working in two years time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, can't, I cannot guarantee. I mean, I'm, who am I to guarantee you a job? <laughs> but when you connect yourself to the church, this one, the destiny of the church is sure that the end is even bigger than how it began. Number four. You must join to build the mega church because 
many Christians are deceived that the work has been done. Many Christians are deceived that the work has been done. Or, you can add it, or the work is being done by some special people. Well, even if the work is being done by some special people, you are also a special person. Do you know what it takes for the blood of Jesus to find you and touch you? Jesus said, no man can come to the Father. Except, can, except the Father draws him. No one decides that I'll be born again. <laughs> you might have taken a decision to go forward, but love for God, surrendering your life to Jesus, nobody decides. He touches you. That's why we pray for people who are not born again. Father, touch them. Yes, that's why we pray for unsaved people. Because you cannot, I mean, look at yourself. Even you think of yourself. What is it that could bring you to a church? You don't just get up and say, I'm going to God. He said, The Father must draw you. The Father must draw you. Now, many of us think that the work has been done. Or it's some special reverend and pastor who must do the work. But you, yours is to just come and sit down, enjoy the message, the message, give an offering, and go home. It's like yours, yours is to sit and hear. And somebody's is to hold the Bible and preach. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Thank you, everlasting Father. Chapter 29. Verse number 34. Look into your Bible if you brought one. Second Chronicles 29, 34. Open the pages of your Bible, your personal Bible. The pages are, the, the, the leaves are sticking together because you hardly open it. Open it for a change. Hello? The work has not been done. It's not some special people doing the work. All of us are special. If, if the argument holds true that only special people must serve God, then you are the first person I, I was expecting to serve God. Because you are special. can show you a picture. I was also sitting in church just like you. Many years ago. But my understanding by the grace of God that the work is, is too big. That's why we have got stains. If you were part of the people working to make the church nice, this would not be in the church. You don't even, some of you don't even know how it came about. Ah, ah, but this is part of what, what, what is going on. Is it ants? What? what, what what, what, you don't even know what brought about that thing. You, you don't know it. And if you are here and you do not know what happened in this church last week to bring this thing on the stage, then you are not a correct Christian. 
you, you, you are likely to be a wicked person spiritually. Wicked. If, if you are sitting, I'm telling you something. If you are sitting here and you don't know what brought this thing about, it means that you are not a real member of this church. <laughs> and something will remove you from here and take you to where you belong. Maybe it's not this, you shouldn't be in this church. Maybe you should go to Apostolic Church. There's action across this road. I mentioned the name. Central is down there. Prophet Anon is down there. Go there. He's a real man of God. That's not your place. Or some of your place should be in a nightclub or in a prison or in a hospital. Dying. It's not here. You can't be here. You shouldn't be here. That's not your place. If you are here and you don't know how this thing came about, then you are not really a member of this church. And you watch it. As the days, months, and years go by, something will nick you out of here. Because you are determined not to walk with God well. You are determined to give God the dregs that are always left. Don't give him your best. If you have a chance to choose between God and something that is important, you will choose that thing. Your decisions are not are not guided by God or His house, His service. Your choices you have never you have you have since you were born or since you joined the church. There's there's never been a time you were angry because of the church. Like you are angry, you are you are annoyed, you are fuming because of church church something. You are angry never. Because you are not connected. Your anger is about your marriage, your child, your business, your life, and all everything. Or I've never there's never been a time you are excited, jumping, praising God, blessing God because of a victory chalked by the church. Never. You are only happy when your football team wins, when you get a good job, when you marry, when your sister delivers a baby. Nothing. I'm, I'm saying that the church is not connected to you. And you pay a price for it. Yes. Every choice you make has its attendant responsibilities. Many Christians sitting in church feel that the work of God is a man of God who must do it. Look at it. But the priests were too few. They had brought sacrifices. There was work to be done. They had brought cows, sheep, goats into the temple to kill them for the sacrifice. Now, the reverend, even here, how many people here are reverends? How many lady pastors are here? <laughs> if these two by four people are the ones to, 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 to flay, to flay, to skin the animals, when will we finish? The Bible says the priests were too few so that they could not flay all the burnt offerings. Wherefore, They are brethren, the Levites. We are a royal priesthood. You are, see, there's a difference between a priest and a Levite. Yes. Obviously, there must be a difference. Wherefore, their brethren, the Levites, did help them. 
till the work was ended and until the other priests had sanctified themselves. For the Levites, the ordinary people connected to the church were even more upright in hearts to sanctify themselves than the priests. You don't know how God sees you. <laughs> that, that God sees you even more anointed and more capable and more pure than even the so-called bishops and reverends. Oh, and, and always is the, is the case. Since Jesus Christ said it, the work is always not. The laborers are few. Matthew 9. Always the laborers are few. Always. That's never been. So, when you sit in the church, disconnected from outreaches, arranging chairs, singing in the choir, I mean, you are, you are I mean, the, 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 the disconnect is so loud and so obvious that it's disgusting. That's why Paul would say, the grace that was on you is in vain. Grace is in vain, vain, useless. God should have rather used his blood to save an animal, a cow, than to get you saved. It's in vain. That is the special grace that saved you. When you say it's in vain, it means it has been wasted. It has been wasted. By the grace of God, the grace that saved me has not been wasted. The grace that saved that singer in the choir has not been wasted. The grace that saved that treasurer abscess has not been wasted. The grace that saved the brother who swept here has not been wasted because grace can be in vain. I want to ask you, is that grace in vain in your case? The priests were too few. So the Levites helped them. I'm a medical doctor. I am a medical doctor. I've spent seven years for my primary education and another five years for specialist education. That is who I am. I'm not a priest. I am a Levite who has metamorphosed into a priest. Just as you also went for engineering course, uh, what, uh, uh, accountancy or whatever. I'm also a doctor. Do you think you are a spe- some special, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Like, you are a worker in the world, and I was born in the church. I, I don't understand what, what you are talking about. You go to school, you become a professional, and you feel that you are, you, <laughs> you are supposed to be a professional forever. We are also professionals. We've also been to school. I think you are the only one who has been to school. <laughs> Perhaps if we were in the same class, I would even do better than you. How is it possible you think that in the church life you are supposed to be somewhere and we dear we who don't have education who don't have jobs who, who, who may easily not get a job in town we should be in the church and be sweating and preaching. Minister in We all came to help. I joined this church as an ordinary member some 26 or 24 whatever years ago. We all came to help. I had to beg you to help. But thank God you responded. 
The work has not been done. Look behind you, you see empty chairs. Look around carefully. Some of you sitting here can join the choir. You don't need to have a good voice to join the choir. Not everybody who looking nice this morning has a good voice. I, can, I sing better than most of these people here. They have joined because they want to get involved. God bless you. The priests were too few. Too few. God bless all of you. Lay pastors. Zonal leaders. God bless you. You, you. Why do you think you are special to me? You are helping me to do the work. Oh yes. Without you, we won't have what we have. No. You will always be special to me. When I see your child, your son, your daughter, my eyes glitter. I've seen the child of somebody who is helping my life. Oh, yes. And Hebrews 13, 17. Read it. Hebrews 13, 17. He said, those who watch for your soul, they'll give an account. I am very important to your destiny. I'm not, I'm not completing a syllabus or finishing a curriculum. No. One point is enough. We've closed. You can stand up. Next week, we'll continue. Lift your hands and just speak to God. Speak to God and ask him to grant you access to his grace. The grace that comes upon those who serve him. The priests were too few. The priests were too few. You are already serving, helping. Ask the Lord that your heart will even go deeper into his service. Anything you are doing. Yes. And if you are here, you are not serving God, not helping. And your heart is caked, stony heart. You may also ask the Lord to mercifully soften your heart. Kalabasa Rimamayan Deleman de Bondon de Bobon de Kendele Masata 
Thank you for the privilege to be in church and to hear your word. Hey, what a privilege. And as every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I want to pray for someone here who has not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. You are in the church, you were invited today, you came on your own, but you know that you are not born again. You are not born again if you are to die right now the end of your journey is hell. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart. If you are here like that, please lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Lift your hand. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I see your hand. There's nothing wrong with it. Actually, there's everything right with it. Everything right. Pastor, I'm not a thief. I'm not a drunkard. I'm not whatever, but I just know that I have not, I've never surrendered my life to Jesus. Please pray with me to take that decision today. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Thank you. If your hand is up, please come to the front. I want to pray for you. Please lift up your two hands and then repeat the prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I realize I am far from you. I'm living my own life. Please forgive me. Have mercy on me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Wash me because I'm dirty. My sins have made me so dirty. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. I'm a new man. I am born again. All things have passed away. Everything is new. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.